John Sheezer, I'm here. Eric Marino. Eric. No, I gotta tell you about the Clippers. Let's just hope this shit doesn't go viral. Okay. My uncle used to love me, but she died. The chicken ain't chicken till it's looking good fried. Keep on the sunny side. My uncle used to love me, but she died. Sports Hogs episode number 177. Is that the Sean Bradley? Or no, that's the the Taco Bauer. I like I like the Sean Bradley one, though, because that brings up Space Jam. Sean Bradley, good. Space Jam. I like it. 177. Here we are, Sheezer. You're Dude, in LA. I'm in New Jam. York. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I tried to watch it when it came out, but I was just old enough where I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. This is for kids, so... There, it's out there. I, I've never watched entire Space Jam. I don't. I, I had those Jordans. That that was actually the year I, I got those Jordans. But um, I just want to get that out there off my chest. I think that's good. I'm glad you came clean. Uh, I'm so old. I actually know people who helped animate it because it wasn't for me. Like I'm in. I, I'm I'm deep into my career already. I mean, I'm like working on Element stuff. Somebody was one of my friends, Sean Mullen, very talented. Uh, artist was uh was illustrating part of space jam in his kitchen at his animation board it was like it was so dope like you got to see all his uh, all the character sheets which also was like the goofy gophers who are the guys like vegetables after you vegetables dude it's it's some great it's some great stuff and of course as you know space jam 2 is uh supposedly coming out supposedly starring lebron james that's going to be coming out in the future but i hear the plot is that uh the aliens stole LeBron's powers, and that's how the Lakers couldn't get to the fucking playoffs. Playoffs. That's where the Lakers and LeBron are right now. Playoffs. Do you think how often do you think like Jim Moore Jr. someone just comes up and yells that in his face? Playoffs. Must be. I, I swear to God, I feel that he should get that at almost every stoplight he ever stays at. Like the person in the next car just looks over and notices it's Jim Moore. It just goes playoffs. Oh, I just imagine like his 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 boys just walking around Westwood, just getting screamed at, going down to get some Wahoo's fish tacos, and everyone just like. It, but yeah, anyway, do you remember? I wanted to ask you too about the infamous uh, like the Warner Brother lot games. Do you remember hearing about those with Jordan? I have read. I have I have read about them. I've seen stuff, but I uh, but I was I did not participate. You know, I was on the I was on the fifteen day disabled list. I wasn't able to participate. No, I have no. I uh, wasn't sure if, you know, it's like, you know, you're watching the film being animated. Maybe, I don't know, you handed Anthony yeah. Hardaway a Gatorade or something. Yeah. Maybe. But do it. Maybe I was a photo. I was a photo double for Sean Bradley. I had to stand on three boxes. It's just I had the exact same pale coloring. So they knew how to light or not light for that. Did he go, did Bradley go on his mission after he got drafted or did he? That's a great question. I don't remember. I That's like the classic. Have, like, I think he went before, you know, it, and not to be confused with David Robinson, who went on his American Mormon mission to the Navy. He definitely went. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. And, and that all leads us to the fact that David Robinson's real dream job was to be a sub commander. But he was too tall 
he's too tall to be on subs because you have to be like under six feet <laughs> to be on subs. Also for astronauts, David Robinson also cannot be an astronaut. A, a true child of the Cold War, the Admiral David Robinson, because he sprouted from Admiral. six five six six to seven one or something when he was twenty three. Which was always the holdout story to any of my short friends. They're like, well, David Robinson didn't hit his growth spurt till he was 23. I'm like, he was already 6'6", though. Like, you're 5'7". I think you're, I think you're done growing. See, to me, the greatest, to me, the greatest professional growth spurt story probably, to me, goes to Dennis Rodman. Because it's like, he, he has it so late. I want to say he has a growth spurt like at 20 or 22, maybe. I mean, he's like a sky cap at an airport and then shoots and he's just so super tall and then ends up going to whatever junior college. Like he really Southeast comes Oklahoma very state late. in Durant, Oklahoma, home of the savages. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I almost want to say that he was a sky cap in San Antonio or Houston airport. Like it was a Texas airport. And I may have been because he played with the Spurs infamously took his shoes off and wouldn't play before he went and played for the Bulls and got championships. But hey, that was uh, that was post bad boys worm pre, you know, pre second half of Jordan. Uh, so she's what's going on in the world? What's going on in Los I, Angeles? I'm, man, it's finally warm. OK, I. It's been pre-June gloom. If you're not familiar, like this time of the year, the clouds come in and it looks like San Francisco and it feels like San Francisco. Meanwhile, San Francisco is nice and sunny and 80. Um, but finally, it's a very strange LA phenomenon where, like, in the first two weeks of June, it is actually colder than than it is in uh, in February. It is nicer and warmer in LA than it is in June. It's a very strange phenomenon. The best way to put it is whenever weather is bad in Southern California, you can re- refer to that as like, oh, it's, it's like it feels like June gloom, you know, and because pe- it's like misty. It'll be raining a little bit, but not it's just kind of that rain that where it's like heavy fog. So it just leaves leaves a residue on everything kind of a moisture. But no, it's I mean, if I went out right now, I could get a sunburn. And so I'm I'm excited about that. Um, no, it's been good. I've been. uh I actually been watching NBA fights on YouTube. That's been kind of my sports obsession this week. Uh, really, Charles Barkley, man. Bill Lambeer and Charles Barkley got into this fight. Um, God, it must have been. I think it's anyway. If you just type in Lambeer Barkley, I mean these are real fight. Like they used to really fight fight in the NBA. Yes, it wasn't like. You pushed this guy, and like an owner no. shoved you. We were like breaking Rudy Tom Johnson's face. We well, were like ending dude, career. That's yeah, that was a full on. <laughs> that was what was that guy's name? Like Kurt or uh, Kermit? Kermit Washington. Washington. That's right. That's right. And if you haven't seen that, kids, that's how to not get hit in the face. You don't want to be sprinting full speed into the punch. That, don't uh, run into a punch, guys. I've to ne- all you kids at home, don't run into the punch. If you're running and someone's swinging, just stop, drop, and roll. It might look ridiculous, but just act like you're on fire, and it's going to save a fractured face. Or You've definitely seen the pictures of Rudy wearing the, the full-on goalie mask out on the, uh, the court coming back. He was the original inspiration for uh, Jason Voorhees of uh, Friday the 13th. That happened, and then the Friday the 13th movies came out. Coincidence? Wait, Basketball player in a hockey mask. 
No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, I was like, because that was the, I think just the real thing was like 74, 76 or something. And I, I know. Like, I, that's, that's why I used it. I also was not Sean Bradley's stand-in. I have mixed lies and the truth like the devil, Sheezer. Well, that's why we all love you. We, that's right. You I'm a Red Sox fan. They can't seem to get above four games above 500. Somehow it's June, and I'm being told I can't possibly win the AL East already because I'm like nine and a half games back. The Dodgers, the Yankees. The Dodgers were ten games out. I mean, last May. So I don't think it matters. I think four games over 500 in. That's all that matters. Just it's kind of that's where I am. Hey, and we had that talk a long time ago when I looked at the Red Sox schedule and I said June is your turnaround month. I told you that three, four weeks ago. You get a nice light schedule. You got back-to-back-to-back series against teams that are sweepable, um, a.k.a. I believe it was an AL Central heavy schedule at that time for you. Uh, Yeah. Some low-end AL West teams, you know, beat up on – well, I mean, the Mariners already took care of you guys. But, um, no, yeah, plenty of time to turn it around. And you're still – your World Series rings are still hot, so – you're kind of yes, but now, and and Kim and Craig uh, Craig Kimbrell has a job in uh, in uh, Chicago, and yep. uh, I, Dallas Catchell is in the Atlanta Braves. Yes, yeah. okay, so Kimbrell isn't in L.A. That was my I was very adamant about that. It sounded so good, but yes, he is in Chicago, and Keiko signed a thirteen-year, one-year deal, or thirteen million dollar one-year deal with the braves so that's you know bro you know that equates like 17 million which equates to i think nowhere near what he was trying to get and so sure um we're betting on our we're betting on ourselves love uh, on bell it's the new it's the new thing i would like to see the we're braves. sitting here with questions will durant play in the finals will the finals end before durant plays will durant ever play uh, play for the Warriors again. Will the Warriors ever play in Oakland again? Is Kawhi Leonard greater than LeBron James? <laughs> yes. Kawhi Leonard will probably stay in Toronto. Doesn't he stay in Toronto? She's her. No. If comes... you're Kawhi Leonard, Mm-mm-mm. why does he leave? You're mm. you're now the king of you're the king of the North. You're you are Jon Snow. Yeah, I you didn't are... watch enough um, Game of Thrones to make some sort of reference or no even know who won or lost but but you understand what a king is and you understand the north in other words it's like lebron james brought one title to cleveland dude forget being king in the north when you can come to la and fucking take a dagger and jab it right through the real king's throat and decapitate it hold his you can be kawaii leonard the clipper hold his head up and be like i'm the new king and then toss his shit down the beach in venice but you're saying i can do that from another country you can become the number one athlete of an entire country canada no you're not just like you're not just the king of cleveland or the king of los angeles no one you're the king of toronto and vancouver no one wants to be the rule of the land of some country that's run by the bastard child of Fidel Castro, okay? No, that's not – no one – especially when you grow up in Cal, sunny California. It's like it's like that comic that goes to, like, uh, Amsterdam and he's a huge star over there and, like, no one knows who he is. And he's like, no, I live a, I live a great life over – that's Kawhi Leonard, you know, and the fact that he's so good that people – that one, he's – that they are where they are and we're all assuming they're going to win. They haven't done it yet, but – they haven't done it, and there could be a come. There could be a comeback. We could have a, uh, 
you know, a, a, a Knicks uh, Frazier coming back onto the court because, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Paul Pierce resurrection from the wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you remember? Look, yes. Oh, my God, that's KD. They're playing Kevin Durant music. You know what I'm saying? They, there could be that a was comeback. So, I mean, that like, I love Paul Pierce, but everyone was like, just get out of the chair, man. Like, that's, I mean, we all know what you're trying to do. And, yes, we all remember it still. But, uh, yeah, not nearly as good as a Willis Reed moment, which. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah, that, uh, like, they, that's that's all the Knicks have. So that's, they beat that thing in, that story. Because the, the Knicks and. When you say Knicks history, it's the, the Willis Reed, it's Clyde Frazier sitting on a Bentley in a fur coat in, an, in a hot August afternoon under the Brooklyn Bridge, and it's Patrick Phil Ewell. Jackson playing the triangle. It's Phil Jackson, and backup it's, center, and it's, future uh, coach. Patrick Ewing missing a finger roll from the free throw line uh, to help. To It's amazing how much I loved him in college at Georgetown and how much I hated him as a Nick. I mean, I was just, they're like two different people in my mind. It's just a funny thing. I think one of those crazy things is I hated the Indianapolis Colts, but I don't hate the Indianapolis Colts. I just hated Peyton Manning. I hated the Peyton Manning Tennessee Volunteers. I was so glad. I was so happy, she's, when Charles Woodson beat Peyton Manning for the Heisman, I can't. I've always hated Peyton Manning. I have always hated see, Peyton Manning. I thought Manning. you were going to say when T when T Martin won the Heisman, the next. And no, and I love that. And by the way, I love the T. By the way, there you go. I hated the Volunteers with Manning. I love the T Martin National Championship balls. Love those. I love Death Valley. That and it's like, hey, you know what's amazing? You know what I loved? I love the Tim Tebow Broncos. I love them. There was just Tebow time was one of the great. It was like Linsanity and Tebow for these great moments where it was like, hey, man, I would watch the Patriots win. And then I would uh, then I would flip over and Lord knows Tim Tebow was winning a game in the final two minutes or overtime or whatever. And there was this crazy run of eight weeks when it was just it was Tebow time. Well, it was insanity. You got to you were baptized into that too. Like you were you had spent some time in the Rocky Mountains when Tebow was on I five. bought a kid a Tebow replica jersey for that Christmas, and it was like a like that was an all time great gift. And then they betrayed the thing. They went to Peyton Manning, and I'll tell you, I love those. I love the Tebow Broncos. Hated, hated the. Uh, the the Peyton Broncos. I hate the Peyton Broncos, but now I don't. I don't hate the Broncos. I just hate Peyton Manning. I hated the. I hate the Peyton Colts. I don't mind the Andrew. It's like sometimes like Colts fans. Colts fans are like you know they're anti-patriot. Of course they are, but there's also a point where it's like I don't even recognize Andrew Luck. Colts fans aren't the same people that root the Peyton Manning to me. There's like a di- it's a different team. Do you know what I'm saying? There is no there is no rivalry between Tom Brady and Andrew Luck. Who's Andrew Luck? Yeah, there'll, there'll never be a half Super Bowl like there was. Was it 07, 08 when both teams were 7 and 0? I mean, that was one of the crazy. That's like when the NFL really, in my mind, had like elevated to the next level. When you had a marketed half Super Bowl halfway through the season, these two undefeated powerhouses. I'm sitting down in Santa Monica, buddy's throwing a huge party. It was like a Super Bowl party almost. And it, and it was October 15th or something like that. You know, but yeah, that 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 kind of that was a special rivalry right there. I mean, one one. But it's just weirdly personal, and that's a weird thing. And I don't know. I'm going to wrap it all the way back around, dude. You know, the Clippers are still 
they're still second fiddle to the L.A. to L.A. Do you know what I mean? It's like L.A. is so weird. I know. I'm not 100% sure that the L.A. I'm not so sure that L.A. doesn't think they're rooting for the St. Louis Blues in the finals in the in the cup right now. Because it's like, hey, we have we have St. Louis's football team. Don't we get the do we get the Blues, too? I mean, what's going on in L.A.? I'm, I'm assuming they're rooting against Boston and, and the Blues. I mean, I mean, I'm rooting for the Blues. I mean, yeah, I mean, Boston's definitely had Los Angeles's number over over the years. But uh no, I think it just I mean, one, no one no one really cares about hockey. And good luck, St. Louis. I'm um I miss How that. dare you? How dare you say that to me, a Bruin fan? I watched I watched I've watched Kenny Lindsman on the the rat <laughs> from I pounded on the glass at the old Boston Garden. Have you watched any like a single second of the Stanley Cup? Yes, and this, I, I got to tell you, here's another tip, guys. All you sportsaholics out there, after a certain point, and I now go with the theory that if I if I stop watching a game and they're winning, then I'm just going to imagine they would. Like if the Red Sox are up 5-3 in the fifth and I have to go do something in my life and I don't get to see the end of the game, I'm just going to go with the emotions and the endorphins of a 5-3 win. I'm just going to I'm gonna act the rest of my life. And by the way, they, move, they may lose 7-5. In the actual, in reality, I do not accept that reality. I've, I've decided many people now, we live in a world that does not accept reality or truth. The president doesn't accept truth. I will not accept truth either. As far as I'm concerned, the Red Sox are winning. Uh, you know, The last thing I saw the Bruins do was win 7-2, game three. To me, they are dominating in the cup. They are not one game away from elimination. But, uh, you know, I also, I'm not, I'm not greedy St. Louis Blues. I mean, you guys lost your football team. If you know, no, I'm it, happy. It makes... I'm happy for the Blues that it, it it interrupted some of the attendance for the show. Like there were so many St. Louis Blues sweaters, and I said sweaters, not jerseys, walking around Sp- right. Springfield, Missouri last week, and it was it was actually kind of surprising. But yeah, actually, tell us about your trip. You know, tell no, us about tell the, you what, what. Let me. I'm gonna wrap because with the Clipper, I wasn't done with the Clippers thing, and then we'll we'll take All a right. break, and then we'll get into to, to our fun travels since we've last recorded. But no, the as far as Clippers, Lakers, yes, definitely Lakers, and you know, here's our very much Yankees 18 championships or whatever. You know, even though six or seven of them were in Minnesota, they have 20, the Yankees uh, have 27 championships. Yeah, and you know, and here's the okay side side sidebar. You know, how they say the the live ball era. They always say like in the live ball era, like at what can we say like in the all inclusive era? Can like can we start like from you know forty was it forty six on? You know, kind of a reference from here on out because that way we can eliminate at least I think ten to twelve of those Yankees World Series. I mean, at some point, I think that's going to be a saying um, statistically. So I'm just kind of floating there. That's in all of your listeners, all sixty eight of you listeners' heads. So just take that with you. But anyway, Clippers, Lakers. Clippers are 36 and six or five against the Lakers over the past six seasons. Um, there's a whole generation now of if you're 14, 15 years old, all you really remember is Lakers kicking the, the crap or the Clippers beating the crap out of the Lakers um, throughout your entire youth. And that's. The trend is that that is going to continue to happen as the Lake, as the Clippers, and have room for two max free agents. They've got a nice, solid, very young core. They've got the best coach in basketball and Doc Rivers. 
the richest owner in basketball and bomber brand new arena going starting construction here i think next year supposed to open in 23 i believe um just everything's pointing to continued excellence in blue and red and then we've got the crazy weird super fan clipper daryl who's always beefing with snoop dogg so um no i see what you're saying in a world that it's ownership there's a point where you look you know uh magic johnson even mentioned what i think we all it's like and it would not. It would shock no one in five years if Magic Johnson leads an ownership group that now owns the Lakers. Want to shock anyone? So there's a weird thing where the genie bus, the bus ownership is under siege, and they either have to, you know, they have to like flourish or perish. They have to start winning again. They they are in some trouble. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, very weird. You know, as Magic said, there's a lot of backstabbing going on, and. Uh... And it's every- yeah. I think he did. He did some of the backstabbing. I mean, telling 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 the media before, tell Jeannie Buss that you're done doesn't seem like doesn't seem like you stabbed her in the front. You know, they're old friends. You know, they just that's what old friends do. I'm just gonna go straight to the media. You know, that way it, it saves everyone. Everyone's a. They said fan. he's like like sister. They are so much like family that they're wrestling for control. Just like she took it away from her brother. There are two other bus children that don't have a say. You know, and, and, you know, Johnson's acting like he, you know, Johnson's acting like a future owner. That's what I think. Well, you know, maybe he'll, he got the Dodgers. You're saying Durant. Are you saying Durant to the Clippers, Durant to the Knicks, Durant? Where do you put Durant? Does he stay? If they lose, what happens with the the Warriors? If they they lose, he's like, see, I told you it was me. And then he can go to New York. And if he does the same thing in New York, that just elevates him to another level as far as all-time greats. Um which I do think he's on that list uh, of all-time greats. But, you know, the best part is, like, I had a layover. You know what? Okay, we're getting into travel talk, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've been on the road, and you're going to hear all about it. Ain't that right, Eric? That is a cre- that is incredibly correct. But one last thing before we go. You know what this is like, She's Your Durant to the Knicks idea is, like, guys, if you guys haven't listened to this show before, John Sheezer is a certifiable genius. Years ago, he said – that uh, it was when uh, A-Rod, A-Rod about going to the Yankees or re-signing with the Yankees, maybe around the 08 season, he said, he said hey, the smartest thing, Alex Rodriguez should have gone to the Chicago Cubs and been part, instead of trying to win another Yankee title with Derek Jeter, which would always be seen as a Captain Jeter title, he should have gone to the Chicago Cubs and be one of those guys, should have been the John Lester. Do you know what I'm saying? Could have been the Chris Bryant, could have been the, could have been the guy. Dude, He'd he rather could have be been, the, He could have been the Ross, you know, like the the leader guy, you know. But that's but but I'm also saying, but be the guy. That's like you're saying, hey, if Durant could get, if Durant could take the Knicks to the NBA Finals, and that happens in New York, that's crazy. And I'm still gonna say to wrap this, bring us all back to the beginning. Kawhi Leonard, Canada is now Kawhi Land. And there's a value to that that is that's a whole country. That's not just a state. That's just not that's not I like know. a New England six state area. That's an entire it's, it's that's from Vancouver, from Canada, Prince Edwards Island to New the Newfies love him. Everyone loves I him. Know. Anyway, it's, let's go to a break Co-Canada. and then we'll travel talk. It's, can we say Coanada? Coanada right, we're looking for it. We want to put that Ben Affleck Benifer, you know, with uh, uh with something all right. we want to put together. All, all right, right, all right. Let's go to a break right, and we'll be back. Ah. 
He went to Vietnam with Joe DiMaggio yeah. on a tour. Yeah, 23 days I lived with Joe. Right. And it's so hot you can't sleep, and all of a sudden Joe says, i got to take a shower. I said, Joe, we're not downtown Saigon. We're in the damn <laughs> middle of the jungle. He said, I don't give a darn. I'm Joe DiMaggio. i got to take a shower. So the only way you could take a shower there is a guy had to get up get up on a chair, me, have a bucket of water, pour it into this canvas pour thing, head. pull the chain, and the guy underneath took a shower. I gave Joe DiMaggio a shower. Now, the best way to describe Joe DiMaggio is he was a penis with a man hanging from it. <laughs> You're going to get us kicked off the air, Mike. <laughs> yes, I did go to the Ozarks in Missouri, and Lucas and I stopped at the world-famous, or at least Missouri-famous, um, Osceola Cheese Factory. Got some pepper jack. Okay, that's not world-famous. I live in the world, and I've never heard of this. The Osceola Cheese Factory cheese? No, it's, dude, if you're ever in the Ozarks taking that, uh, I believe it's Highway 13, from Kansas City down to Springfield to get to Osceola, um, which we all know through through our border war history was ransacked by the Jayhawks militia, the Jayhawkers, um, and burned to the ground in retaliation for uh, Quantrell's raid on Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, Paul Quantrell, the pitcher? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that I watched pitch in Midland, Texas, uh, two years ago with the San Antonio Missions, who just recently got called up by the Padres, has been kicking ass, uh, same guy. But no, it was, the trip was great. So Lucas and I, and thank you guys, the Springfield, it was incredible. The Blue Room down there is is awesome. You know, if you're within a driving distance, I'd highly recommend going to uh, check out that show, support that club. They do really good things there. Um, And Look, the brand new, there's a brand new club in Kansas City. It's called D Comedy Club KC. Uh, awesome time there. Uh, manager uh, Dustin and Troy have done an amazing job. And Eric, it's got a real nice, real dark red candle table kind of comedy store vibe there. And they've got some, I re- like that. They've got some really cool old, um, you know, some Carlin stuff posted up, some just, Comedy history is around there. You know, they put that up on the walls, which I appreciated. But great club, big, big stage. Um, It's weird to say, you don't think it's a big deal, but good sound, which is very important. Like it didn't. um, Yeah, just they're doing good things there. But all the shows actually were awesome. Lucas came down. He headlined a Thursday show at the Blue Room, did like solid I think 48, 50 minutes went really well. Um, we went down to Table Rock Lake, went swimming, rode go-karts in Branson, um, went went to Waff- Lucas went to Waffle House, took him there for the first time, went to the Bass Pro Shop, and went to a makeup game between the Springfield Cardinals and uh, Tulsa Drillers, double-A Cardinals, Dodgers affiliates. And when like I say that. when I say went to the makeup game, we walked in, saw the first inning. I get a text, "Hey, you're up in ten minutes." We run to the car, drive to the club, then go up on the show ends. We walk back to the hotel. The game's still going on. We walk back in, see the last five pitches. Game's over. We're like, "Oh, okay." That was, but it was a good start at the beginning, start at the end. I've seen two college games there, never a minor league game. So I was like. Well, let's go in, and I just want to check it out. But it was uh, – no, it was good. That's a fun 
good stadium. It's right downtown Springfield. Um, it's conveniently right across from the hotel and two blocks from the comedy club. So as a comedian slash baseball fan, um, really couldn't ask for anything better than that kind of situation there. That sounds good. She's what, uh, what do you have coming up? What's coming up? What's your next set of gigs? Oh man. So hitting the road again. Um, actually also real quick, uh, did a show Friday night down at the Madhouse in San Diego and they relocated down into the gas lamp area. Oh, like, cool. We're all the dude is it packed. It's like over 150 people. Um, you know, they do, they do like a, everyone does about 10, 12 minute sets, like five, six comics, but had a great time, great hospitality, great show. So if you're ever in San Diego, going there for Comic-Con convention, anything, the gas lamp right there, uh, Madhouse Comedy Club is right there on, I was like, I think fourth and Jay. Anyway, you, you'll be able to find it, but, but yeah, coming up, Davey West and I are hopping back in the car again. We're going to. We're hitting up Humble Farmer Brewery in uh, Imperial, California, like Imperial Valley, kind of by like El Centro, that kind of area, doing a show in Yuma. Um, And then going to be in the bottleneck June 24th. This is the key right here. June 24th, it's a Monday. Um, My album's coming out that day. And throwing like a release party show at the bottleneck in Lawrence, Kansas, which is a legendary venue. I grew up going to see shows there. And so just, it's really, you know, hard to wrap my mind around like, okay, going to do a show there the day my album's finally coming out. Just, it couldn't have worked out better, I guess is what I'm trying to say in a very long winded uh, sentence. Caesar, what's the name of your album? Uh, Midnight Marauder. Midnight Marauder. You see, by the way, I still can't believe you didn't name it basically. Basically, she's basically. I could have. I could. I, you know, I think it's always out there. By the way, that's a, there's another title. I think you'll do. I think your net your Netflix special eventually. Your eventual Netflix special, or or that comparable should be basically your your bit the one that breaks you through. You're delirious. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying. That could be. Um, I'm. You know, I'm trying. You're to, bringing the. I mean, yeah. I've been scheming and thinking of just as far as special. I, I mean, just something to visually get my stuff out there um, that yes, obviously is going to require me standing on a stage telling jokes, but uh, I'm thinking of some other things to kind of put in there to make it a little bit um, more interesting um, and, but not take away from the, the jokes itself. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my next project to work on uh, with comedy, but uh, yeah, that will be out on Spotify, iTunes. I've got all my shows. I'll have CDs for sale if you guys need new coasters for your coffee tables, um, digital download cards, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Davey, okay, so we'll be in The VU in Salina, Kansas. Um, we're going to be at, we're actually back at the Comedy Club KC Wednesday, June 26th. Then we're going to be at the VU in Salina on Thursday. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Saturday. Uh, then we're going to be down in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, I think, on that Friday, the 28th. Uh, Silver City, New Mexico, Sunday, June 30th. If you just go to com, it'll be all the stuff will be on there. But uh, 
No, it'll J-O-N. be good. J-O-N. John is here. John J-O-N is here. Is Hashtag here. John is here. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm in a in, in between all that sandwich. It's going to be a float trip on some going to hit the river, um, you know, southern Missouri, just relaxing, hanging out with some friends, a lot of grilling food, a lot of just sunscreen application. Um, it'll be good. It'll be nice. Look, very much looking forward to it. But I'll be doing about equal amount of driving as you've just done in the past week or so yourself. I did another run down to Florida. I just did another 1,200 miles, well, 2,400 miles back and forth, dipped down. And I'll tell you, there's a weird thing. You know, the swallows, Sheezer, the swallows keep returning to, uh, to, to, to Capistrano. The swallows return to Capistrano, and Eric Marino has to piss in Hardyville, South Carolina. It is crazy. I have now I, – you know how you just – you just keep ending up by accident at the exact same Wendy's Dairy Queen, you know, pilot gas uh, rest area. And uh, it's like I've gotten to know the names of the, the people who work at Wendy's in Hardyville, South Carolina. So all those out there in South Hardyville, you know, keep it going. Because the other thing, she's one of those things I made a choice. I made a political choice. I did not get gas or food in Georgia. I was going to pl- I was planning to get food and gas in Georgia. But you know what? I aborted those plans. She's, I aborted them because there there's a political, mm-hmm. political driving. I got my gas right in Florida before I went back and I ate in Hardyville, South Carolina, a nice two chicken sandwiches, one spicy, one, not trying to get healthier. That was me healthier on the way back, eating chicken sandwiches instead of hamburgers, went down, saw the old man. My dad's doing very well, very healthy. He's off the walker people. That's tremendous. It is amazing what good nutrition and no alcohol can do for the human body. So if you're feeling terrible, here's an idea. Eat right and stop stop drinking too much booze. Here's this, that's what Dr. Marino, not a doctor, is recommending to everyone else. It's moderation, right? Moderation. Yeah, and as always, you know, it was a great drive down. It's, it's great to get out of the city, especially uh, it, I live on the west side in Hell's Kitchen in New York. I left at midnight, basically it's a start of Saturday. Uh, I drove all the way down to Virginia about 5.30 in the morning. You get, I mean, it's just a quick run, five hours, five and a half hours up down in Virginia. Of course, that terrible tragedy had happened uh, with the shooting that happened in Virginia Beach the day I was traveling. So it's very interesting to hear the radio, the different, the different perspectives. You know, one of the greatest nights of my life driving was, of course, the night of the Super Bowl between the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears. And I was driving a van for the uh, for the Bill Maher documentary Religious, and I had to get from Cedar Point. I did get I mean I had to get from Iowa. I had to get from Iowa to Cincinnati. And on that night, I visited both Chicago. I drove through both Chicago to see our good old friend from the comedy store, Jimmy Pidd, and through Indianapolis to get to Cincinnati. And lo and behold, I got to overhear all the radio hype for both hey Hey, everybody, tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday, and the Chicago Bears could win the Super Bowl. Hey, Indianapolis, tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday, and Peyton and the Colts could win the Super Bowl. So you get to hear the sort of Christmas Eve of Super Bowl in both towns, knowing that one of them was going to get coal in their stocking. You know what I mean? Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun to hear that both the excitement of both towns and knowing like, hey, you know, like right now, hey, right now, 
you know, the Bruins could lose, but we're recording this before the game sevens. It's like the Warriors could be out, the Bruins could win, or they could both mount comebacks and win in dramatic game sevens. It's like right now those two, uh, you know, everyone who's a sportsaholic and knows for those teams, they're on, they don't know. It could, you know, the coin is flipping in the air, could come up heads, could come up tails. You know, no one's expecting Clay Thomas to uh, Clay Thompson to be hurt so much of this final. That injuries, yeah, you know, but it's also one of those things. It's like as much as everyone's like, well, there are injuries. It's like, hey, man, there are injuries. That's the game. Yeah, it's just I, I had a layover in Oakland on my way to Kansas City last week, and just just to see, just all the Warriors stuff. Like, it shocked me how many people. I just had to kind of check myself because I, I was like shocked at how many people just had Warriors Western Conference champions merchandise right. stuff. I mean, just it seemed like every fifth person in the airport. And I'm like, like you guys have all these, you guys have won it all. I'm like, what do you like? Why do you have the the hat? And like you know, you know, just and I'm like, you know what? I did the same thing. I did the same, and I'm looking down wearing. A Dodgers 2018 National League Champions World Series hoodie. You know, like I'm literally bitching about the same thing that I'm wearing. But it just seemed like. I love that. I you just, couldn't even see. You could not. You like when you see someone else. Ah, that's awesome. She's. But it just because I'm like, you guys had. You guys have won like 15 championships. Like what, who gives a shit about another? Like another. Like your fifth or sixth. Like it, was this their fifth? Finals. By the way, I, I want to tell you this. It was this made me think of it. I just read this thing today that you know the Patriots just got their Super Bowl rings, right? Their sixth Super Bowl ring, and uh, they also just broke a new record because evidently the Patriots have won the AFC East um, nine times this decade, and that's extra record, beating the old Minnesota Vikings of like eight times. Now realize this. They could win this year, and then the Patriots. If the Patriots win the AFC East, I'm pretty sure that means they've won every year, ten years of the decade, and that will be an unbeatable record because you can only win ten years in a decade. So, if Brady and the Patriots win the AFC East, it's like, you know, the Patriots fans we can't have. I mean, they the Patriots as an organization call them, you know, tat, hat and T-shirt games. Like, do you realize how many hat and T-shirts Bill Belichick and Tom Brady mm. have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. In the, I think they won it eight times. They won the. They won seventeen. They won the yeah, AFC we, East yep, like yep, seventeen yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have. Yeah. I mean, at what point do the Jets and the, the Dolphins and Bills like just combine their best players to play the Patriots? They like just do anything. I mean, they just roll over. I mean, they took that weird-ass Hail Mary, wise Gronk on the field play just for the Dolphins to win at the end of the season. Oh, right. You know? Just, yes. Yes. Uh, just very frustrating. I mean, it's like, can anyone in the AFCs just do their part? Everyone else in the league's trying to beat the Patriots. Can you guys just try just anything just to put a dent in the armor before they get to the goddamn playoffs every year? But I don't know. That's it. Seems like that's what I, that's how a lot. I, I certainly I mean, felt that God way. God damn! You guys play against a scrimmage against junior varsity for half your half of your schedule every year. 
I don't think you guys appreciate how much Belichick and the Patriot organization, their success has also bred bred failure into the other freaks fr- franchises because they can't be Belichick. It's like we're on our third or fourth Jets coach. I mean, Rex Ryan is two head coaches ago. You hear what I'm saying? It's like Nick Saban. Nick Saban was like probably the best chance the Dolphins had, and like Belichick beat him enough that he beat him right out of the NFL and into Alabama. Go win in Alabama. That's where you should be, Nick. Not playing me twice a week. And it's yeah. like Adam Gase is now the head coach of the Jets. The Jets. I mean, the Dol- I mean, the Dolphins is the Dolphins now have a new head coach, and they have a new head coach every three years. And if you have a new head coach, new GM every other year, it it, it you can't you can't put together. You can never the thing never becomes Jello. You know what I'm saying? Like the San Diego Chargers with Philip Rivers have never they never settled down. They kept firing coaches, firing GMs, losing you know losing LT. They never became a thing for like three years consistently. And now they've moved, and now they're in L.A., and they play in a soccer stadium. They never get consistency. They rent, they rent, they rent from the Rams. <laughs> I, man, I, that's what I. That's my thing. When I fly in, if I'm on the right side of the plane, I always try to film the progress. I've done it four or five times over the years, but the thing's coming together, man. The whole thing's the 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 entire spine is done. They can start. The whole new world. I mean, the San Diego Chargers are having L.A. draft, L.A. Charger draft parties on the Santa Monica Pier. This isn't my Los Angeles, but then again, I don't live there anymore. It's just taken me two years to realize it. <laughs> okay, um, I'm done. I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually. All right. I got no. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to the Mariners Angels game with Davey, and so he's on his way over right now, and so sounds good. We're gonna go watch his Mariners. Get I just I like watching Trout like Mike Trout's gonna be an all is an all time great like just that is a fact now, um, so any chance I can get to to see him hit a home run which it seems like he does every time I go to an Angels game uh, I'm gonna take that chance so I feel like he's like a stand usual great player like he's a great player that no one gets that excited about well, he's on the Angels man yeah but that means like stand usual usual on the you know it's like you know, it's like sometimes there's just one star on a team. You know what I mean? He's just like he's Vince Carter on the Raptors. Yep, he's Philip Rivers on the Chargers. And with that, all right. So we're gonna, ladies you're and gonna gentlemen, go. Hold on, let me just let me just okay, plug this okay. uh, new show. Uh, new show, uh, June 20th in Manhattan on uh, Offside Tavern. We're gonna have a new show, Punching Bag, the Punching Bag Show. Uh, it'll be the third, hopefully the third Thursdays at the Offside Tavern. It's on 14th, and I want to say second. Of course, every Sunday when you're in Brooklyn, New York, the best, the best open mic, the best bar show showcase, the punching bag starts at seven, 62 Court Street. Um, and then uh, I'll also be hosting Taking Chances uh, this Tuesday, June 11th at the Broadway Comedy Club. That's Teddy Smith's show. And then uh, and um, July 6th at the West Side uh, Wild Wild West Comedy at the West Side Comedy Theater. Uh, Christy Miller's Wild Wild West show, hosted by the one, the only me, Eric Marino. All right, she's. You go watch the Mariners. You go watch that Trout. No, nope, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go host. If the you're show. if you're in El Centro, if you, uh, California, Yuma, Arizona, Salina, Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas, Missouri, Lawrence, Kansas, Shalom Springs, Arkansas, or Silver City, New Mexico, where I'm gonna be in your neighborhood. Yes. Johnisheer.com, guys. 
You got it. 177 done. The Sean Bradley slash taco foul or whatever the guy from Florida, whatever, that big tall giant guy from the tournament that blocked Zion twice. Stay obsessed, right? He's, he's John Schieser. Yes. I'm Eric Reno. This is the train whistle. <laughs> Stay obsessed. That's it. Don't be all upon it like a Charlotte Hornet, but they bullish Chicago bullshit because they don't want it.